absent people in the hall. Uh, let's uh, say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread.
a promise for us uh, that was made a long time ago to Abraham. Um, a promise that we can make our own. But before I get there, um, I'm sure you all remember I, um, that when you were young, um, your, especially your dads or your parents, if they made a promise to you, you really counted on that, for them to come through for you. Um, I learned at some point while my kids were growing up that, uh, that I better not say yes unless I really meant it. <laughs> because they really took yeah. you to task um, on that promise that you made. I, I remember <coughs> when we were at the, at the farms in Colombia, we, uh, my dad had already passed away, but we, uh, we had a couple of summers when um, we, we, there were four farms that were kind of together, they're like 20 minutes apart, you know, the two closest one, and the other one's a little bit further, but three of them were really active, and then towards the end, just two of them. And uh, the one farm that was the furthest away was uh, the most beautiful one of all of them, and uh, it had nobody in there. Um, actually, the whole time we lived down there, it had already been uh, emptied. But uh, it had a lot of really good uh, um, fruit trees, and um, really, it was, it was by a, a beautiful river, clear water river, uh, and fishing and hunting there were usually very prime spots. And so, I don't know why at some point, through all those years, uh, it was decided that we needed to go keep an eye on that farm. Maybe stuff started happening there or something. So. So this, uh, we did that for a couple of summers that I can remember. And um, so what we would do, um, and the first summer I was too young to be able to go, but I, I, I convinced my brother that we should be one of the crews going there. Um, and he, he made a promise that he would the next year. Well, the next year came and we were doing that. And it was probably the best week of my time down there, one of one of them. We, I had a really good month another time, but it has nothing to do with the promise. <laughs> the barge that we were moving into broke down, lost the impeller, and it took us a month to get down to the farm. We floated down, and it was for me, it was the best time. Um, but but that's another story for some other time. But um, my brother and my sister and me were sent to. Uh, <coughs> um, we would go there and. and kind of keep an eye on the farm, but we, our goal was to fish for the week. Um, because uh, during the summer, if we could sell the fish to these other vendors that came by in their barges. And it's one of the, we didn't have a very lot of sources of income. We didn't have any, actually. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, we could, we, if we caught fish, we could dry it in the sun, salt it really well, dry it in the sun, and sell it. So we were sent there to fish. Um, and all we would have to do is we'd go and set out lines and nets in the morning, in the, in the afternoons or evenings, and then uh, we would stay the night at that farm. My sister went with us and she would 
help us cook and laundry and whatever. And then at night, of course, seeing that it was me, uh, we would go hunting. But you gotta remember that my brother was probably more like David the Gloria, as far as liking this kind of stuff than anybody else here. He, he, Eddie. I remember him telling my aunt later on that um, he would never promise me again. <laughs> um, that I could find other people to go with. But anyway, it was, it was just such, for a, for a young kid, it was such a fun time because uh, we would fish in the mornings and then get all the fish, collect all the fish, bring it down to the farm, leave it, and go back, maybe take a nap, do a couple of things around the farm, and set up for that night and stuff. Anyway. We did that for a whole week, and it was just tremendous. Uh, I still remember it very vividly. I can tell you the fishing spots and all that kind of stuff where we went. But, um, but um, you know, um, I was thinking about the promise that was that meant something as a as a child to me, um, and the promises that we make to our children, and they mean so much to them, and they hold us to that, and uh, they get really hurt when that's not fulfilled, you know, when you disappoint them. Um, because, you know, children expect to receive good from you. And, um, and so, um, you know, lots of stories, I'm sure, of children that were damaged because their fathers weren't there for them. They didn't come through. Um, but, um, <clears throat> But that's not the case for us, you know. Um, um, Abraham received some promises that um, that were everlasting. Um, but that's that's good for Abraham, right? <laughs> this is nice for him that he he received those promises. So I want to go to Galatians three because um, before we talk about that, I just want to make sure that we all. You know, I, I, it's really not me making sure. We all know this, but just want to remind us tonight that um, these things were also for us. Uh, that we are partakers, that we are inheritors of the promises of God. That, um, that they mean, should mean something to you and to me today. Uh, this weren't just things that were said, you know, hundreds and thousands of years ago, but it's something that is, can be uh, alive and true for us today. And unless uh, we be believe that and we walk in that, then, you know, what's the use of a promise? Um, you know, um, the Bible is full of promises, and some of them are really good. <laughs> some of them are not. Uh, but it's, there's full of promises, and... Um, and unless we make them personal, unless they speak to us, um, they're, they're no good. Uh, they don't give you anything uh, if you don't believe that uh, they're for you. And so um, I want to go to Galatians 3, and I'm going to read um, different verses here. I'm going to kind of skip around a little bit. Um, but um, it's a really good, and I know 
Everybody says this. It's a really good chapter, and you should read it at some point. I've been re reading the book of Galatians, and it's actually an, an, uh, it has a lot of truth. It has a lot of uh, solid um, stuff for you to live on. And verse 1, it says, All foolish Galatians, who had bewitched you that you should not obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ had been evidently set forth, crucified among you? This only would I learn of you. Receive ye the spirit of, by the works of the law, or by the hearing of the faith? And you know, it's, I, I like the way that it's, it's asking all these questions here. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law, or by the hearing of faith? Or are you so foolish, having begun in the spirit, are you now made perfect? by the flesh. Have you suffered so many things in vain, if it be yet in vain? And, um, you know, sometimes we can be deceived because um, we don't see this thing evident, becoming evident in our lives. We don't see the reality sometimes of the promises, the things that God has spoken. And, you know, that, that first line there, all foolish Galatians, you know, who, why are you being full by the things that you've seen? Um, my own words, but that's kind of how I'm interpreting it. And uh, if you, um, let's uh, skip to verse, uh, <clears throat> well, I'm going to read it to verse 90. It says, he therefore that ministered to you the Spirit, and worketh miracles among you, doeth he by the works of the law, by the works of the law, or by the hearing of the faith. Even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. That, that's a key verse right there that I, you know, we'll probably be referring to. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Israel of Abraham. If if you're a faith today, you're a child of Abraham, and that promise was also it included you. You can put your name in there. And the Scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel in Abraham, saying, "In thee." shall all nations be blessed. So then, they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. Again, they which are of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. If you trust God, these promises can be made a part of who you are. <clears throat> Verse uh, 13. says, Christ had redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is every one that hangeth on the tree. Then the blessing of Abraham that that the blessing of Abraham might come unto the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. And you know, um, I'm, I'm saying these things because sometimes we just don't believe that we have the same capacity and ability 
that was given to some of these people that went before us. Uh, we, we think this is, this is good, but it was for somebody else. And, um, uh, you know, more and more I've been realizing um, how much God desires that we, you know, put our heart into what he says and, and, and those things and, and make them our own. Uh, that, it, that it's not just, you know, we believe things for others. We believe things that happen uh, in the Bible, uh, that God was faithful to them, that God ministered to them, that, you know, uh, the, the, the play the other day, just, the, you know, the Daniel being protected from the lions, um, I think we all were touched by that, uh, and, 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 you know, wow, the power of God to close the mouth of the lion, um, and the power of God to, to protect so-and-so, or to, you know, uh, go before this person, people that we know, relatives, but is that power of God is also available to you and to me today? Uh, and that, that's a little bit harder to swallow <coughs> when we're in the middle of difficulty and confusion. Yeah. Um, because, um, you know, it's, it's, not so, it's not easy to see. And uh, <clears throat> I want to go to, uh, keep going to verse 17. And this I say, that the covenant that was confirmed before of God in Christ, the law, which was 430 years after, cannot disannul that it should make the promise of non-effect. And um, for if the inheritance be of the law, it is no more of promise, it is no more of promise, but God gave it to Abraham by promise. Wherefore then serveth the law? It was added because of transgression till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. And it was ordained by angels in the hand of the mediator. You know, it's interesting that, that, um, that God made these promises. Somehow my ringer got turned on. Um, that God made these promises to um, Abraham before the law was given. 430-something years, it says, right? Um, we look at the Old Testament uh, as, as the law, but, uh, but Abraham was giving a promise of grace before that happened. And just because God gave the law, it doesn't mean, you know, this is kind of what is, is throughout this chapter and, and actually this first few chapters explaining that, that uh, because the law was given, it doesn't make the promise of God of no effect. Um, it actually, uh, the, the law is there because to help us till we come, till we come to recognize the life of Christ in us, that, that is available, that is, that is there, it's a provision that God made for us. And <clears throat> verse uh, 22 says, But the scripture hath concluded all under sin, that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ 
might be given to them that believe. Okay, the scripture concluded that all are under sin. And you know, that's, that, that is, this is the lie of the enemy, that because you're under sin, grace no longer is there for you. That, that you can't get out of that anymore because you sin, because you err. And um, uh, what, what was grace for then if that's the case? Um, but that's not what you think. That's not what we think when we're under condemnation. We think we're not worthy. We're, we can't be helped. Look at me. Look at how I react. Look at what I do. Look at, you know, it's, look, look what's happening. And, and forget that, um, like that, that line there, that it says, the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. And the question, you know, that always comes back to is, do you believe? Do you believe? Is, is, is it, and it's not just words. It's not just actions. Um, but is it in your heart? It doesn't have to be boisterous. It doesn't have to be... It's, 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 is there a, a, a reality and a truth in your heart that God is going to be true and faithful? Um, whether you feel it or not. Whether you see it or not. <clears throat> Verse 26. For you are the children of God by faith. In Jesus Christ for as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ there is neither Jew nor Greek there is neither bond nor free there is neither male nor female for you are all one in Christ okay I mean please let's hear this together <laughs> you are all one in Christ and, and if ye be Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So you are Christ. You know, can, can we believe that? Like me, we're Christ right here, living, sitting, doing the things that we do. Christ is in us. Christ is being formed. He's, he's a part. He's, he's working with us. Um, you know, and um, right, right here, it's just, it's so clear. We're all one in Christ. And this is what God is forming. And, you know, he, he, he called Abraham. He called us his children. And then he says, if you're a child of Abraham... There is a seed in you, and that seed is singular, and that seed is Christ. It all ties in together all the way back to before the commandments were given, before the children of Israel, before uh, all that happened, there was a promise made for you and me. And, you know, I, I, I thought important for me to believe, to realize that in the middle of everything that we do, 
Christ is birth, is there, is growing in the midst of all that. And that that, you know, I'm not doesn't mean that it's I'm perfect, that you're perfect, doesn't mean that he's fully mature, although I don't know how that works. Um, but but he's it's him, the one that is operating in our midst. And uh, and you know, you need to believe we need to believe that in order for the promises to be real to us, to be effective for us. Because the promises weren't made to uh, Ishmael. He had other promises, but not this one. Um, and, and so it's, it's important that, that we realize that we are Abraham's children, and that there was a covenant that was made to Abraham and to his seed. And that that seed is Christ. And you are a part of that seed. And if that's the case, then there is a lot of hope and there is a lot of help for us today. And that's a, that's a tremendous uh, uh, advantage, advantage, that's a tremendous anchor that we have when we don't see hope, when we don't see light around us. Uh, because uh, it's, it's, uh, it doesn't have to be seen in order for it to be true. Um, because uh, it's, it's been promised by God and it's there for us uh, to, to get a hold of, to, to make a part of who we are. You know, one of my uh, favorite verses, uh, well, there's a, and I'll just say this one. Uh, you know, John, John 3.16 most of us have it memorized, but it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe on him, would believe on him, may have everlasting life. Eternal life, right? It, it does take you putting your part in there to say, God, I want to believe today in the work that you are doing, in the, in, in, in the sacrifice that you made, made so that I can have life. And then uh, I'll turn to this one. In, in John, this is one of my favorite. Uh, in John chapter 1, verse 12, also very familiar. <clears throat> it says, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Not only were the promises made to us, but power was given so that you and I can become sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. And then, uh, in case you didn't think that you were a part of it, right here, verse 13, it's important, it says, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man but of God it doesn't matter you know if, if your excuse is I wasn't born in the right family I'm not a Jew I'm not look look look, look at my parents look at look at my heritage if, if that is your excuse you can throw it away today um, because it you were born of God 
God is the one that placed you here. And he's the one that gave you the calling. And he's the one that drew you and me. Regardless of what background you had. Whether good or bad. It doesn't matter. God is the one that extended his arm and called you his son. And as, as in bad a shape as we may be in or we may feel, um, God is the one that has drawn us and extended his mercy and his grace so that we can be his sons. <clears throat> in um, Galatians, Chapter 2, I think that's where I want to go next. I said Galatians, Chapter 2, verse 17. Yeah, I like this verse. Verse 17, it says, But if while we seek to be justified by Christ, this is us today, we ourselves are, are found sinners. Is therefore, is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. For if I build again the things which I destroy, I make myself a transgressor. For through the law, I am dead to the law, that I might live unto God. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And you know, this, this death that we talked about, and John Stephen talked about it the other, the other morning, um, it's producing a life. Um, we don't talk a lot anymore like we used to about dying we die more carefully now <laughs> more gently um, but um, but don't discount the death of your life um, You, 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 you don't see it, um, but it's always bringing forth life, even if it's not visible. And, you know, um, was, it's been mentioned quite a bit about uh, um, the speech that, um, what's her name brought, about change. Brooke, thanks. Um, Change happens when you die. When you allow yourself to, to not have your way, to stay quiet. Uh, you know, and, and, and uh, it's, you know, it's almost like we've gotten away from some of that. I'm not saying that we, did, we have, but you know, um, we don't, it, it's, it's, uh, 
there's still a place for death in our lives. Um, and and uh, nobody is, is preaching it and telling you, you must die. You got to die. Uh, because if it's something that comes from over here, from the pulpit, from, it is, it's, not, it's not good. It's, it doesn't produce any life. But if it's something that, that you realize and that you apply yourself to, and by that, you know, I'm also not saying lay down all the time and just let people roll over you. Um, but there may be an aspect to that. But, um, yeah, it does feel like that. But th there is there's still a lot to gain in life to allow the Spirit of God to just let you be quiet <laughs> or to just let false things be said about you. Um, because, you know, it's producing, it's, it's, it's bringing something, and that's the only way that the life of Christ can be produced in us. There is no other way for the life of Christ to be in us if it's not by death by allowing ourselves to be taken to the cross yet again one more time. But there is ev evident life that comes from that. Might not be evident at that moment, but it will produce something that cannot be produced any other way, that cannot be manufactured any other way. You cannot manufacture the life that is gained by when you have just given up and said, Lord, you're in charge, or you, you do this, or help me here, I'm just not gonna say anything. Um, there's always, at some point, you will realize, and I realize, the gain that there is by that. You know, <clears throat> I've noticed so many times when I feel that, you know what, I am, this is not right. I gotta speak up for this situation or whatever, and um, it doesn't bring the same the same kind of result sometimes. You know, maybe the situation gets corrected, or I you know feel better about that, but it never produces that that peace that is there when you allow the spirit of God to deal with you in a situation. There's always that fruit of, if nothing else, just peace that you know that God moved on your behalf or that God saw your heart. And uh, just a plug for death, I guess. <laughs> for allowing yourself to, uh, you know, not, yeah, just allow yourself to, to go to the cross one more time. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> And then um, the verse uh, ends there with, uh, it's not I that liveth, but that's Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me.
That's the life that we can be a part of. The life, you know, that, that's the life I'm interested in, the one that I live in now. That's, that's the life that matters. That, that, that you know, that, that he is being manifested, he is being birthed, that he's being produced in you and in me as we go throughout our days, as we do the things that we do, as we pray for one another, as we collaborate with what he is doing. <clears throat> um, If you haven't believed me yet, in Acts 2, this is some of this is just some really good scriptures. And they they mean something. Acts 2 verse uh, 39. Uh, you don't have to turn there actually now that I said this. Um, too late. Just that verse is for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Do I need to read that scripture again? <laughs> the promise is for you. There is no excuse. And it's for our children. It's for our children. And it's for anyone who God called. Yeah. Romans 9. First one, it says, I say the truth in Christ. I lie not. My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost that I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. For I, and, and actually I'm going to skip here. Paul, I think this is Paul, right? He wrote Romans. Yeah. Um, he's, he is feeling um, pain for his brethren because they didn't, um, verse 4 it says, the Israelites who pertain to the adopt, who pertain to the adoption and the glory and the covenant and the giving of the law and the service of God and the promises and they didn't believe it. So God made a provision for them and so, so Paul is kind of uh, feeling uh, the pain of, of that and uh, it says uh, verse uh, 6, not as though the word of God had taken no effect. So, you know, some, it did have effect on some. It says, For they are not all Israel, which are of Israel, neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all the children. But in Isaac shall thy seed be called. That is, they which are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God. But the children of promise are counted for the seed. You know, that's you and me, the children of promise. It's not, it wasn't just for the Jews over there, although they had, they had and still have an opportunity. But it was, you know, Paul was, had the burden that, that we knew that it, this meant you. It didn't mean just the Galatian church. It meant you and me. It meant them. Uh, that there's a, there's a promise that was available for us. 
in the uh, verse uh, <clears throat> 9, it says, For this is the word of the promise. <coughs> At this time will I come, and Sarah shall have a son. The word of promise was <laughs> that Sarah was going to have a son. Now think about Sarah for a little bit. She was what? 90? Past prime. Past prime. I think it says way past prime somewhere. Not Amazon, so it's Gabe. Huh? We're not talking specific, Sister Betty. What age is prime? Your wife. Yeah. But um, th this is the, the neat thing about this. That, um, that there was absolutely no way Sarah could bring a son. No possible way in this world that that could happen. And then, yeah, a Abraham as well. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, um, but that didn't matter. God made a promise that was going to be impossible. And that's the promise that you have. It doesn't matter. Like you can look at yourself and say, not happening here. This ain't happening. It's not going to produce a life. It's not going to, is it not going to bring the right kind of fruit? And that can be the natural stage. That is the natural state. But that doesn't make it true. The promise was made that Sarah would bring forth a son. That she would have a child that would be her own. And it would be the one that would receive the promises that were made to Abraham way back when he was 70. Uh, and, you know, look at your life today. Look at the places where you're dead. Where there is no hope. Not a chance of hope. Nothing can be produced out of there. That's not the promise that God made. The promise was that even in that state, He could bring forth the life that He intended from the very beginning. That that doesn't matter. Look at yourself, look at the deadness of you and who you are, what you've produced, the mess that you've made. The promise is that you would bring life that you would fulfill that that God <clears throat> intended from the very, very beginning. Um, just kind of heading towards a close here. Well, there's more good stuff to read here. Verse uh, 22 of Romans 9. <clears throat> Verse 20 says, Nay, but a man who art, O man, who art thou? They replies against God. Shall the thing formed 
Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it, Why hast thou made me thus? Has not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor? What if God, willing to show his wrath and to make his power known, endure with much long suffering vessels of wrath fitted for destruction, and that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy, which he had afore prepared unto glory. Even us, who, had, who he had called, not of the Jews only, but also of the Gentiles. As he saith in, also in Hosea, I will call them my people, which were not my people, and her beloved, which was not beloved. And it came to and it shall come to pass that in that place where it was laid, where it was said of them, You are not my people, there shall be, they shall be called the children of the living God. He's good. Even if you didn't feel you were his his people. He says You'll be my people. Then, uh, <clears throat> just a couple more things. In Genesis 17, we're talking about this, this promise that was made. One thing caught my attention. This is in when Abraham, verse 1, when Abraham was 90 years old, 90 years old and 9, the Lord appeared unto Abraham and said unto him, I am the Almighty, walk before me, and be thou perfect. Now remember, this is 25 years, almost 25 years after his promise to him. And I will make my covenant between me and thee, and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abraham fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abraham, Abraham, but thy name shall be, shall be Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made thee, and I will make thee exceeding fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee, and I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and thy seed after thee in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be to be a God unto thee and thy seed after thee and you know God is making it so clear that he was establishing a covenant with Abraham and with his seed and with their seed and with us and the covenant was that he was going to be a God to them He's going to be your God. He's going to be the one that can deliver you, the one that can help you. He is, you know, we use the word God a lot, so it kind of becomes a light word to us. But to be a God, um, when my kids used to play games, you know, they would do the cheat codes, and the word God would destroy everything, and they win immediately. <laughs> um, um, God wants to be the the one to you that is able to do anything. 
for you. He can do anything for you. He wants to be your God. And that's the promise that he made to Abraham and to his seed and to you and me. And we're close in Galatians chapter 4. So I said I've been reading the book of Galatians, so you'll have to forgive me for going back there. But uh, verse uh, 28. It says, Now we, brethren, as Isaac was, are the children of promise. But as then he that was born after the flesh persecuted him that was born after the spirit, even so it is now, and it is. Nevertheless, what the scripture, what, what say the scripture? Cast, cast out the bondwoman and her son. For the son of the bondwoman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. So then, brethren, we are not children of the bondwoman, but of the free. So if you ever get the inclination or the idea that you can be made free, remind yourself that you weren't born after the bondwoman. You are not her seed. You were born and you were given the promises of the free of the free woman, the one that had a promise that it didn't matter how dried out she was, that life could come forth out of that. Life because God can produce that. Not life because you can do anything about it, but life that God is bringing and is doing, is, is, is working in us. And that's life that can never die. And then uh, first chapter 5, it says, Stand therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Don't allow yourself to go back to that bondage. Abraham actually wanted to go back to that. He, you know, it says that he, that he cried and begged God for Ishmael. You know, that he would live too. And God said, Ishmael will be okay. And I'm going to give him some things too. You know, he gave him some promises. And, you know, 12 princesses or whatever. God gave him something. But that's not the calling that you and I have. We were called to be free and to be partakers of the life of Christ manifested here today as we do the things that we do. That life can be expressed and share today. Amen. The, the importance of uh, looking at Abraham, and we're really talking about trust. We're talking about process, and I, I was thinking uh, and there's a line here that's important because none of us can ever really say, well, wow, I'm something because I know these things. Uh, you are. But that comes because you're, you're Christ. And uh, you're not worthy 
and, and can never say this in, the, in Adam, no one is worthy, except whom God says, I will promise you and make you worthy. So God cannot lie who's fueled you with a capacity and with me. I, I was sitting there and I think, well, the hardest thing to get across is I trust you, Lord, I'm Christ. I trust you. And then I went back to the verse there that uh, says, uh, by this we know we abide in him and he in us because he's given us his spirit. So as you track, as you move forward, you know, uh, are you off in the morning? Uh, and by noon, there have been some things, somebody moved your stuff. Uh, or in my case, I misplaced my cup and I'm running around. I don't want to get upset about this. I want to thank God for it. I just said, it's your day, Lord. And, and if, uh, if I don't do that, the Spirit of God is in me. Now, you didn't care. Before you came into Christ, and if you're still in the baby realm, you think you have a right to not like somebody or to have your way or, my sister messed up my room or whatever it is. But in Christ, you, you, you can't live with you. And, and uh, I want one of these times, Don, I'm going to ask you to get up and expand again on why you hate yourself, because you've got reason to, and so do I. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk about that, but not tonight. Uh, I, 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 I want to, uh, you are worthy when you're in Christ because he said so. You don't have a right to say you're not worthy. He has made you worthy, and it's arrogant, and you're spitting and despiting God himself, because he's the one who's made a promise, and he doesn't lie. Now, here, Jesus talked about worthiness. I'll read it to you. It's a deep, it's a good subject, and you can pray about this, because there, there's no one in the room that says, well, I'm glad he chose me. He really did a good thing. But we can be stupid sometimes and say, boy, when Irving, when Irving and Stella, when they're converted, that couple, they're going to make real highways for God. That's not true. No one is anything but what God gives. Okay? And we really, it's very important we know that. No listen to this. He that loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. We're talking about processing. And he that loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not his cross up and followeth after me is not worthy of me. So this, this business of dying to your way of me dying to my way is central. There's no way out of it. If you don't suffer, you can't grow. And so we don't need to kid ourselves anymore. But the key to that is what we've heard tonight regarding Abraham and trust. So God help us do.